Welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In tonight's episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing the case of a young woman with multiple sclerosis who had a delay in diagnosis of Lyme disease due to the effects of an immunosuppressive medication she was receiving. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, Darlene, for leading the discussion. So can you tell us a little bit um, about this case? This was a 20-year-old woman, right, who was diagnosed with MS when she was 17. Yes, she um, was diagnosed with optical neuritis. That is, her optic nerves on each side were uh, involved. uh, And that's a common finding in multiple sclerosis. She also had spinal cord lesions, which usually mean there's a white spot on an MRI. That was used to make the diagnosis, but 17 is, is pretty young to be affected with multiple sclerosis. The patient uh, initially received um, an anti-rheumatic drug. Can you tell us a little bit about the medication she, she was initially prescribed? There's a variety of drugs that modify the immune system, and they generally are called DMARD because they, uh, they modify uh, and change the immune response, and therefore it, it helps it, the inflammatory process. These drugs were originally prescribed for rheumatoid arthritis. The drugs we're most commonly using are things like methotrexate, sulfasalazine, hydroxychloroquine, azanthoprine, and lifenomide. Now, hydroxychloroquine is... Uh, better known by its brand name, which is Plaquenil. So all of these drugs quiet the overactive immune system and help uh, with the symptoms. In some cases, they also help keep the disease from progressing. In this case, they started with a drug called Coxilzubab, which is marketed under Astemra, A-C-T-E-M-R-A. Now this drug, is actually a monoclonal antibody which blocks the interleukin-6 receptors. These are particularly targeted against uh, the type of interleukin-6 receptors that lead to inflammation. So there's a growing number of drugs targeting the immune system. So, so this and other drugs like it are, are actually not just helping individuals with MS, but a lot of patients with other autoimmune diseases as well. Uh, Yes, we most commonly hear about uh, autoimmune diseases from rheumatologists, like rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, You might hear from a GI doctor who might be using it for Crohn's. uh, And uh, in this case, uh, you know, they approve it for one indication and because it's uh, useful. It's often used uh, by other doctors for autoimmune diseases. Now, I understand these medications can um, lower the immune system's ability to fight infections. It's very important for the doctor ready to prescribe these immunosuppressive agents to uh, look for some kind of infection. So they might look for you know, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, uh, and a variety of other infections. Uh, maybe they might look for tuberculosis because they know it might be difficult to manage that infection if they prescribe something that's going to suppress the immune system. 
Now, the pa this patient was actually switched to a different um, medication called rituximab. Can you tell us a little bit about that that drug and and why she would have been switched to it? I don't think the authors made it clear why they switched uh, medication. Uh, again, they're switching to rituximab. This drug uh, also is a monoclonal antibody. It, it affects the immune system in some of the same way as the original drug she was on. There are often a lot of drugs that are introduced, uh, these DMARD drugs. Now, separate from the MS um, issue, this patient at age 20 develops um, arthritis in the knee and several uh, now, separate from the MS issue, at age 20, this patient is evaluated for a six-month history of arthritis in her knee and the presence of two rashes on her ankle. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what the doctors, what were some of the symptoms and what was she, how was she tested? Well, the doctors uh, suspected that she had some kind of arthritis, uh, because of the redness, the heat, and the decreased range of motion in the uh, in the knee. They also thought there was a totally separate problem that she had these six months of history of a rash. Uh, they thought maybe it was erythema nodosum or maybe paniculitis, which is inflammation of the fat. And as they were doing that evaluation, they happened to look back at her history six months earlier where someone did a Lyme disease test. The tests were borderline or what we also call equivocal. And that's when they decided maybe she had Lyme disease. There was a uh, enough suspicion of the uh, story to uh, look further. And uh, during the skin biopsy, they found that there was DNA evidence, which is a uh, polymerase chain reaction evidence of Lyme disease in that skin. So now we got two things that suggested, yes, she's had Lyme disease for six months. We have the rash and we have a swollen knee and the rash had a confirmed positive test. Now, why would that have an initial Lyme disease test have been borderline? B cells are needed to fight infections. But if you're taking a immune modulating drug that controls your immune system and it suppresses B cell production that uh, you can't always expect to have a positive uh, Lyme disease test. Looking back on it, that equivocal Lyme test uh, becomes very important because you might never get a full positive B cell response that is, you're not going to get a positive Lyme disease test if you're suppressing the, the immune system. And the patient doesn't get diagnosed with Lyme disease. And six months pass, they're still looking for another issue. She's 20 years old now with a swollen uh, red uh, knee with, with a limited range of motion. The doctors overlooked Lyme disease here, mainly because the B cells were suppressed. Right, so the, so the Lyme test wasn't accurate because of the B-cell suppression. So the immunosuppressive drugs she was on uh, impacted the Lyme disease test results. Is that correct? That's correct. We have to be looking out and, be, and look out and be more mindful of infections when we're suppressing the immune system. 
In this case, uh, when the doctors were hoping for a positive Lyme test, in the face of B-cell suppression, they should have used more uh, clinical judgment. You know, someone who's presenting with rashes and a, a swollen knee, you might, you might not get a positive test. And if they use clinical judgment back then, they could have got her started on an antibiotic treatment and save her six months of knee pain. In this case, though, is that the doctor said that within three weeks of taking the doxycycline, the arthritis and the rash cleared up, even though they've been present for six months. So what would your takeaway from this case study be? Lyme disease uh, was overlooked here, and it would be important to include the Lyme disease and the other tick-borne infections as a consideration. Um, and in this case, fortunately, the doctors uh, made a clinical judgment. They didn't have a positive Lyme test by blood. And we're, we're talking about a patient that has MS, but these drugs are, are used quite frequently, right? On, for a broad number of diseases, as, it, as you mentioned, they're, they're quite common. They're, they're common, like millions of people are on these drugs. These treatments for autoimmune diseases can go on for years. He had been treated for three years with at least one immune suppressant medicine. And this case reminds us of the need to uh, consider Lyme disease and not overlook Lyme disease in these types of patients. And, and also to not rely on the, the test results, right, in this case, because the medications can be affecting those test results. Doctors often rely too much on the blood test. In this case, you may never get a positive test because of the B-cell suppression, and it reminds doctors that they have to use clinical judgment. Well, this is a fascinating case, and thank you again, Dr. Cameron, for discussing it with us, and we look forward to the next podcast. And Darlene, uh, thank you again for, for helping us uh, get through a rather difficult case. You're welcome. Good night, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell.